Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Yes, I know it's a bank holiday and I wouldn't normally intrude into your inbox, but sometimes we transition into a new year bringing the best of the past into a future full of optimism. Other times we segue, taking what's happened and repackaging what we know into something new. Other years would have made a full stop, a promise and a resolution. This year, we're lurching into a year where we have no idea what's happening, no idea what we're supposed to be doing. A year that started with a leaked memo from a prominent hospital to every member of staff. And I'll read some of it to you. An internal critical incident was declared across the Trust late yesterday and continues today due to an extreme and unprecedented workforce shortage, meaning that we're unable to maintain safe staffing levels. An internal critical incident was declared on Saturday night due to compromised staffing levels across multiple areas and at both of our hospitals, combined with pressure on our urgent care pathway. The rapid increase in staff absent because of sickness is the largest factor in this deterioration in staffing levels, although reduced bank and agency fill is also a factor. We are urgently appealing for both clinical and non-clinical staff to come forward and support our services over the next 72 hours. To volunteer any hours, please contact us. All non-urgent meetings should be stood down for the next week to free up capacity for clinical support. In other words, they've run out of staff, the place isn't safe and the NHS is over the edge. The whole of the NHS? Well, pretty much. My contacts throughout the service are all saying the same. I don't care what the press office say and I'm sorry to say it, but I no longer care what blush Captain Mannering wants to use to polish his endless Twitter trails. As far as I can see and hear, the NHS has pretty much had it. Another week of this and it will fold. Relatives will be working on the wards, bringing in meals and taking the laundry home. Why is this happening? Simple. Bojo no longer runs the government. Brexit hard man Steve Baker is in charge. He organised Bojo's defeat in Parliament. He's an evangelical Christian who believes that we should return the economy to the gold standard. He decides, he decides what happens to our families, our friends and our colleagues. So if your granny's parked in a tent and she's sent home with the help of the Red Cross, it's not the third world. That's the state Johnson has got the NHS into. Ministers telling us there's nothing in the data that indicates further measures are required is feckless, stupid, criminal, mendacious blindness. Why are they doing it? Well, you have to take a step back. The principal consideration is the economy. Two factors have damaged it. First, the Brexit, and second, the COVID. Political strategists now have their eyes on the next election. How to persuade the electorate that the Conservative Party have managed both issues well. The only way to do that is to demonstrate economic growth. To generate growth, the economy has to be left open at all costs. Our growth numbers must be better than the EU, whatever it takes. The thinking goes, the longer France and Germany and Spain and Italy and all the others are locked down, the better for us. 
Now it is true Omicron is less voracious than its cousins, but it's more pervasive. Thus, if a small percent of Omicron victims end up in hospital, a small percent of a big number is still a big number. The NHS cannot cope now. It's obvious. This level of infection is incredibly disruptive for all industries and downright dangerous in healthcare. Elective procedures are being cancelled. Waiting lists will surely top 8 million and pro probably, possibly, I don't know, probably, I should say, 10. The cost is unimaginable. Money and lives are at stake. A simple hip replacement that might have cost £5,000 will now have extra costs created by physiotherapy, depression, home support services, mobility aids, prescribing costs, repeated outpatient referrals, deconditioning, meals on wheels, home bathing, and suddenly 5,000 becomes 8 or 10, except most of that is provided by social care and there isn't any. And your granny dies waiting. If the NHS had a leader, if the NHS had a chief nurse, if the NHS had a medical director, if the NHS had a board of directors, if the NHS was properly represented, if patients had a voice, if staff could tell what's really happening, if there was an effective opposition in Parliament, they would all face down this hopeless ragbag of a rotten government. There is no mystery to this. The decimation of the NHS is their price worth paying. Thanks for listening.